now for something completely different. Welcome to Shout Out. Out of the closet and into your ears. Hello and welcome to Shout Out. I'm Ali Shilton. And I'm Steffi Barnett. Today on the show I speak to Shout Out Listeners Award winner, Danny Beard. And Emma J. Webber is here live in the studio to talk about being the first openly gay pageant queen. All that and so, so much more. Today, right here on Shout Out. Yes, happy May the 4th be with you. Yes, or if you're, li- <laughs> if you're listening the other days. <laughs> yeah. God. May, th- <laughs> may the 5th be with you. Um, <laughs> may the 6th, <same>, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and oh. May the 7th. <laughs> what a franchise. Do you know that franchise is, what, 46 years old now? Something like that? 77, really? wasn't it, the first film? Yeah, that? incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And really ahead yeah. of its time. It's coming it? back yeah. into the cinemas this year, isn't it? Well, the first one. I think they're redoing it and putting it on late in the cinema again. Brilliant. Yeah. And Carrie Fisher, I mean, there's a camp icon. A gay icon, really, wasn't she? She was coped out of her bonds most of the time when <laughs> she was filming it. And having an affair with allegedly. Harrison Ford. Okay, so all that was allegedly... Wonder, uh, I believe that certainly the affair has been confirmed by Mr Ford, I believe. But uh, yes, wow, what a character. Love Carrie Fisher. Sadly, no longer with us. But no. a great, great, and her books are fantastic. You have very such camp, a way with words, you know. Very camp, very gay friendly. You, you know, if you haven't read Carrie Fisher, do so. Anyway, you, may the fourth be with you. Bless. We got, we got, Emma's already in the microphone with her. With, with us, looking horrified at the way we go. <laughs> yeah. What's gonna happen to me? <laughs> so, are you a Star Wars fan? Um. I mean, I've seen them. I wouldn't call myself a die-hard fan, but they are great. They I'm, I'm, I'm going to like. You're all going to like wince in a minute. I have not watched any of them in full. You're a trekker, aren't you? I am you're a, more trekker, a trekker. Far more yeah. of a trekker. Yeah. yeah. And of course, My we, we've, a trekker. we've just had the final Star Trek Picard as well. Yes. Um, which was out of this world, absolutely yeah. amazing. Literally. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Literally. <laughs> so. I just can't believe it. All these years I've spent by your side presenting on this show. And you've never seen a Star Wars movie? Not, not the whole I, thing. No. I am absolutely no. shooketh, Mister Shilton. No. So it's, it's like I've never seen Flight of the Navigator. Carl made me watch that um, a few few months that's ago. That's a great film. Oh, it's that's, a, yeah. that's a nice film. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it it's, gets worse. It's of that ilk, isn't it? Like um, E.T. and Flight of the Navigator. Yeah. There was a whole load of them around that time. There were. Honey, I shrunk the kids. It was one of my favourites when we were younger. <laughs> yes. What did you think of yes. Discovery? What, as in Star Trek Discovery? Yeah, uh, yeah I like it. I, I prefer Picard because it's closer to what I would have expected to have carried on from Next Gen and Voyager and the like. Yeah. And personally, I, I'm looking, I'm hoping they're going to do a Star Trek um, Janeway. Yeah, that'd that, be a that's good one. What yeah, I would Voyager. Really like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Voyager returns. Yeah. And incidentally, Kate Mulgrew, of course, Captain Janeway, she's a great ally of the LGBTQ community. Oh, yes, yes, yes. She really is, yeah. Um, so and there, there, in, in America somewhere, there is a bust of Captain Janeway. 
Oh, um, fantastic. Um, something to do with her birthplace or something, I think yeah. it is, as in the character, not, not mm. Kate Mulgrew. Yeah. So, of course, Kate was in um, uh, Orange is the New Black playing Red as well. Very different yeah. character right. indeed. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That was a different character. A really different that character, <laughs> yeah. We're like, you know, when, when she first came on, we're like, oh, look, it's Captain Jamie. Oh, my gosh, she's got a Russian accent. That's really weird. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and of course, Coronation this weekend. Which means yes. we all get an extra day off on Monday. Yeah. So in case anyone have forgotten. Yeah. Well, here so, in the UK, well, not for not for Republic of Ireland. No. Always a positive. But, uh, yeah. It looks like it's going to rain. Unfortunately, it oh. it's the British weather for you. <laughs> it rained when Elizabeth II was crowned. I asked my mum. Oh, she right. said it was raining. Yeah. Was that in May as well? That was in June, about June the thirteenth. Oh. It was a Tuesday. This is oh, right. the United yeah, Kingdom. Just... I'm just going to remind you. This yeah, is the United know. Kingdom. Well, I think we got yes. we got used yeah. to the weather like last year and the year before, where it was like really hot by now. Yeah. yeah. Um, and at the moment, it still feels like we're in January. It's freezing. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah they're worried about the flyover and not can't happening because there may be too much cloud. Oh, yeah. Oh. What a shame. <laughs> <laughs> What an absolute shame! Well, if you don't, if you don't want to uh, watch the coronation, then of course Steph will be on the air <laughs> <laughs> on one of her many stations on Saturday afternoon. Steph FM. Thanks, <laughs> so are, you, are, you, are you doing a bit like Channel Four does, where they do the alternative Queen speech? Are you doing like the the, the alternative coronation? Well, I think I think <laughs> sitting on your own crown. Actually, I think <laughs> SAL is on on air on one station or another around the country all afternoon. So we'll be on while the coronation is happening. Absolutely. Yeah, but Channel Four they used to do the alternative Queen speech at Christmas, didn't they? They did. Yeah. I remember the first year they did it. I think it was Quinton Crisp, who uh, of course was a you know gay icon. Uh, and there was absolute outrage from certain newspapers. <laughs> this yeah. mad homosexual you put on the television. Well, the, L- the LGBTQ community have been doing crowning of queens for centuries. We have indeed. All the old Molly houses of the mm. 1700s and everything, yeah. People crowned. I didn't yeah. know that at all. Yeah. We'll do it in Queer Street at some point. I think we did do Molly houses, didn't we? Yes, we did. As did. 18th century. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, hello, as if you're listening. She's not able to be with us for a few weeks. Yeah. But, uh, She'd be like back working next too week. hard. That's joys of community radio. Yeah, so. and the lash marks have to heal. So anyway, um, <laughs> we. <we're laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Uh, we're we're going to talk about a nice subject um, and uh, talking about crowns of um, Miss UK finalists, isn't it? Are you Miss Miss UK finalist? I'm Miss. Yeah, I'm Miss United Kingdom, um, yeah. but I'd be representing the UK at Miss World International. Wow. Oh. Well, stay with us because uh, we're gonna have a song, and then we'll be talking to Emma. So, um, stay with us. You're listening to Shout Out. Back in a minute. The Shout Out Podcast. That's Jamie Berry and Light Up the Night. Quite like that one. Just what we do, isn't it? Well, bounce. No, light up the night. No, right. <laughs> <laughs> Keep up, Mr. Shill, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have words after the show. <laughs> so, but yeah, no. Um, sort of kind of getting you in the mood for um, Eurovision. So next week we've got Eurovision special, haven't we? We have. Mm. And we've got Ollie from Bath Sound, who's absolutely loves Eurovision. Unfortunately, we couldn't have Darren because uh, he's, 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 he's there. <laughs> he's there. He's <laughs> there. So we should have got him to call in, actually. Well, that from, was from my it. thoughts as well. <laughs> so I should be chasing Darren. <laughs> so yeah. if you're listening, Darren, 
Yeah. <laughs> so, I know he's a massive Eurovision fan. Yeah. So, because whenever he's come on to the Eurovision specials with us before, he just like lights up like a Christmas tree. It's great. Mm. So, anyway, someone else who's probably lighting up like a Christmas tree because she's off to Florida very soon is lovely Emma J. Welcome back. Thank you for having me. So, now, um, give our audience, because they may not have heard the last time we spoke to you, give, give the audience a, a bit of background um, in where you were, where you've got to, and what you're off to do very shortly. Yeah, sure. So, I've been competing in pageants for the last maybe six, seven years. I've done national and international level. Uh, last year, I made history at Miss Great Britain as the first lesbian or openly lesbian finalist in 77 years of the history of the pageant itself. And it's one of the most kind of prestigious and longest run in the UK. And Which is mad. I it's crazy. Seven, seven years and no one else has gone, by the way, I might be a little bit gay. Mm, you know? I think there definitely has been, but they've not necessarily been open about it. Mm. Um, and my platform is kind of raising awareness for LGBTQ plus uh, issues and rights. Are you a little bit scared about entering Florida considering DeSantis <laughs> and his cronies? Just a little bit, yes. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I've got great support and the Miss World International kind of pageant system um, and corporation are 100% behind my back. Mm. So I've got lots of reassurance and I'm sure well, it'll be if fine. if you have any trouble, run and hide in Disney. <laughs> <laughs> it's about three hours from Miami, I think. So it it'd be is. quite a run. It, it is. <laughs> but it's only one interstate all the way up. Okay. <laughs> no, but, so so give, give us a bit about because because everyone's kind of seen what they think it's like through mm -hmm. things on TV and the like. But, but what does a pageant actually involve for those that don't know much? about it it's a lot of hard work behind the scenes and to be fair before i entered pageantry myself i the only thing i knew was the program on tv uh, called toddlers and tiaras oh, where parents I I've seen that, yeah actually, parents yeah. are spray tanning their children and it's it's awful um and of course films like miss congeniality uh, that kind of thing um but uk pageantry i guess in particular uh is completely different to that it's like joining a big sisterhood is like a community of like-minded women uh, all year round when you get your kind of regional title or whichever title you hold um, you're getting involved in community work and charity work uh, last year for example the Miss Great Britain finalists reached £100,000 for Cancer Research UK so we do a lot of work behind the scenes that don't necessarily get recognised and we need to kind of get that word out there Oh, right. So there's a lot more than... Because a lot of people think it's just the actual event itself, then. There's a lot more that goes on yeah, in, in the, between. the event and what we associate with a pageant is, the, I guess, the finale of a year's hard work, um, where people have been doing kind of workshops and projects and really making a difference and making a mark on the world and kind of creating that positive change. Um, yeah, it's there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes that not many people know about. Yeah. And, and and yours, you said, was in LGBT things, was it? Yeah, so I've over the years I've run a few campaigns um, which has had people taking part globally, which I was very, very proud of. Um, there's been changes to a lot of the rules in pageantry um, with some of my involvement. So, for example, they're now beginning allow, allowing trans women to be able to compete in pageantry, not all pageant systems, and globally it's much more of an issue. But here in the UK, the last five years has been phenomenal in terms of LGBTQ plus uh, involvement. Which is very nice to hear, because, mm. of course, a lot of the things we're hearing at the moment is going the other way, especially for the yes. trans community. So mm. um, that's really good. So how is the judging done then? What, what, what kind of things are you scored on to be able to... 
win the, the pageant. Yeah, so there are the, I guess, traditional rounds, which is what you would see um, on stage or on TV, where you have your evening wear round, your swim wear round, um, maybe a fashion round. Some still do talent rounds, which is quite interesting or quite fun. Um, but you do have a panel interview, so it's almost like an interview for the job. You do have to put forward your portfolio of the work you've done all year. Um, it, there's yeah, there's lots of different judging criteria depending on the system, so they do vary. Nice. So what what what's the next one? You, how many how many of these have you had to go to to become? Um, the Miss, U- Miss United Kingdom is, is that did you have to do regionals first and then work up or you you can do with this particular system um, I, I guess if you think of it similar to football there's like different leagues right. of kind of different kind of quality um, so you do have like your local charity pageants where anyone can get involved and then as you kind of progress it becomes more serious um, and I presume more hard work as it, well. Yeah, it does. It <laughs> does, but so much fun. Um, and yeah, so last year I did Miss Great Britain, which was uh, like a UK pageant in itself, uh, which is fantastic. I thought I was going to stop there. And then an opportunity came up to go to Miami to represent the UK uh, at Miss World International. So I went through the casting process. Um, so I guess it's separate to um, pageants I've done before but you do need to have I guess been on the pageant scene and be kind of an experienced pageant girl to kind of go on to internationals Hmm. so you're off to Miami Mm -hmm. looking forward to it when's that happening Uh, August August 19th so does that mean you're in your kind of doing things in the lead up to it or is it all not yes. start happening until we get over no it? no no i am very very busy um with preparations and uh coaching and training which i've hurt my knee at the moment so i'm kind of missing out quite a bit of practice but i'll wing it it'll be fine <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and just getting on with my projects and i'm going to be running a campaign coming up for pride month as well in terms of saying it's okay to say gay especially in the usa Oh, excellent. Amazing. I like that. Now, you do modelling as well? I do, yes. Yeah. How's that going at the moment? Um, it's it's a busy time. Um, I've had to put some of it on hold to concentrate on yeah, yeah, yeah. Miss Ford International. Yeah. Um, but yes. I'm How sp- did you get into that then? Was that just a consequence of the pageant? It is. I mean, pageantry does open, I guess, many opportunities and many doors, mm. um, I guess, because of the platform. Um, and a lot of uh, women, I guess, and men, move between modelling and pageant because there are I guess similar attributes in both um, pageantry there is a lot more smiley and a lot more happy and a lot more glitter um, but yeah I kind of someone approached me after seeing me in one of my first pageants um, asked me to submit some photos and yeah and then I got signed which was wow. unbelievable really I'm still yeah. going now somehow <laughs> yeah. so next to be tv commercials and Possibly. I did uh, feature in a Sam Smith video last year. Yeah, which was pretty cool. Oh, that is. Yeah, yeah, in Love Me More. So I was invited down to that because uh, Sam likes to use LGBTQ plus individuals mm. in uh, their music videos. That doesn't surprise me at all. Mm-hmm. They're that kind of person, aren't they? It's really good. That must be so much fun. Did you get to meet them? So much fun. Yeah, I spent the whole day with them and they are so lovely and so nice and... Um, Sam kept apologising for how long things were taken and how many takes we were, <laughs> we were taking. It literally took us about four hours to do one kind of two-second <clears throat> shot of 
uh, crossing the road in the background. Wow. Um, yeah, it was, a, it was a long, long day, but it was so much fun. And um, we got to spend most of it in the Foxhall Tavern. Oh, um, yeah. yeah, which yeah. was brilliant, which is iconic in itself. Um, and yeah, we were just pretending to party all day. So, so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, Miami then, mm-hmm. is that the finals? Yes. So, it's the finals <coughs> of Miss World International. So, there are... 68 countries I believe at the moment that have qualified um, Gosh, so you've got competition then Yes, uh, hopefully um, all 68 girls will make it um, because there is a lot of hard work you do need to kind of gain your sponsorship um, and if you fail to do so then you can lose your place so everyone's working very very hard at the moment um, but yeah I'm very, very excited to um, Explain the sponsorship aspect what, what does that entail? Um, so to be sponsored is just to help with the associated costs of getting yourself to Miami and um, flights, accommodation, that kind of thing. Right. So you do need to take care of that. That's one of the downsides. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so Miami, mm-hmm. are you going to keep going? Yeah, because you're, you're going to win. So assuming you win, what, what do you have to so. do? Do you then have a whole year of having to do yes, things so for the next one? If I was lucky enough to win, then I'd have a whole year as uh, Miss World International. So I'll have a reign. Um, and with that, I'd like to kind of promote and continue with my platform for fighting for LGBTQ plus rights. That'd be amazing. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 I hope you win. You, you'll have to have to come back and tell us all about it. And, I will do. Thank and, you. Uh, Maybe went, we could so. have a phone in. Maybe you could just call us and from Miami. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why not? <laughs> yeah, we can have a chat. See how you're doing. Mm-hmm. And, then and did I did I hear you said that they, they do? I'm going to sound really naive with, with this because I mean I, I looked into obviously what you do and the like, but it didn't mm-hmm. even occur to me that there might be male pageants as well. But that, that is actually a thing in the world. Is it, it? Yeah, it's absolutely a thing. Uh, Mr. England is quite big in itself as well. Um, and they produce, uh, I guess, winners that then go on to kind of male modelling here in the UK. Um, yeah, similar, similar kind of thing, um, but with with the men. Wow. Oh. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Well, if anyone wants to find out more about you and the competitions, where's the best place for them to go find out a bit more? Have you, have you got a website yourself? Or? Um, I do. I do have a website, which is www.ukpageantgirl.com. Um, but the best place for the most recent updates will be my Instagram, which is at uk underscore pageantgirl. Brilliant, cool. Well, listen, you must come back again and, and tell us how it went, um, especially live from Miami. That'd be great. We could do, we, we, we <laughs> yeah. could potentially do that. So, but best of luck with it. Thank um, you. And um, thank you so much for coming and talking to us about it. Uh, but for now, everyone, Emma. Thank you, Emma. Thank you. Uh, stay with us. You listen to Shout Out. Back in a minute. The Shout Out podcast. That's David Guetta, and I'm good. Or blue. You are good. Yeah. Which, uh, uh, good. You might remember the sample. It was from um, Blue, which was a song in the 90s. I feel 65. It was, yeah. So, yeah. So, lovely talking to Emma. Uh, I mean, oh. We've just been talk- talking off air through, throughout that song. <laughs> we've done another, like... like hour of like interview really couldn't we yes, so, yeah. yeah and it's lo- lovely that um she's using it as a platform um for um lgbt equality which it is, is good, so. it is indeed yeah do you think i could enter a pageant yes definitely Ooh, i think yeah this could be a future for me yeah. mm. pageant of uh, oh, don't you even <laughs> dare <get in there. laughs> let's have the news let's get This is Shout Out News for May the 4th be with you. Newswirepride.com reports that acting legend John Leguizamo 
who starred in the acclaimed John Wick series of action films, has hit back at attacks on the trans community and expressed his support for everyone under the rainbow LGBTQ banner. With a post that read, I support my trans brothers and sisters. I am all for trans and LGBTQ cause. Love is love. How beautiful is that? You want to be a woman or a man? I will, I'm with you because your impact my life is so many great ways. My fam, my friends, my co-workers and colleagues, I am on your team. Alexander Park, the non-binary star of Netflix, The Sandman series, replied with an especially heartfelt thanks as a trans person of Latin descent to see such, see this from someone I have admired for this means so much considering all the discourse out there right now. COC Nederlands, the largest LGBTQ plus lobbying organisation in the Netherlands, reports that the Dutch Association for Psychiatry has formally acknowledged the suffering caused by bizarre anti-gay and anti-trans treatments meted out by the mental health professions until the 1970s. Pathologising, castration, so-called healing, these are scars in human lives and in the rainbow community, said COC Netherlands spokesman Philip Tisma. It is good that the association, known in Dutch as the NWVP, is sorry for that past today, so that this shadow disappears from the treatment room for good. Niels Mulder, representing the association, said that in addition, the psychiatric profession was joining in a coalition of Dutch parties including D66, the VVD, Greenlinks, Socialists and Party for the Animals in proposing a formal ban on anti-gay and anti-trans religious conversion groups. COC has long advocated a legal ban on conversion acts together with organisations of religious LGBT plus people. Radio G1, a French digital LGBTQIA station, reports that Inter-LGBT, which organises the Pride Gay, Pri- Gay Pride celebrations each June, has announced that this year there will be no motorised floats taking part in the main parade. Although some groups expressed a concern that this would change the music-led traditions of the parade where bars and clubs present their soundtrack in the streets. The organisation explained motorised vehicles, in addition to mobilising large number of volunteers, pose a considerable number of security problems and no longer make it possible to properly guarantee the fluidity of the process and the safety of the public. In addition, they said that they want to link up the LGBTQIA and ecological activist movements and contribute to our eco-conscious gay pride. The Guardian newspaper catches up this week with Simon Hill, the progressive Christian activist who once undertook a pilgrimage walk across the UK to atone for past homophobia. He's also worked for the pacifist groups, the Peace Pledge Union and the gay-friendly Christian think tank Ecclesia. Mr Hill was detained last year after making a quiet and rather modest protest over the new king, Charles III. In the article, The Guardian also meets other people who have conducted protests and found themselves met with the hate mail of the right wing and a police service who are unsure whether any crime has been committed. The Guardian says perhaps the most alarming story which will emerge was that of a barrister threatened with arrest after holding up a blank piece of paper outside Parliament. It felt like something we might read about in China or Russia. In spiritual news, the pagan blog and news site The Wild Hunt elaborates on what many LGBTQ people already know that it is the Christian fundamentalism in the United States is a threat to religious diversity and freedom of thought in spiritual matters. With extremists often linked to the far right and the Trumpist popularization targeting pagans, Wiccans, atheists and even Roman Catholics, many Morento editorially editorialising, sorry, for the Wild Hunt website writes, regrettably there are two millennia 
old obsessions with the paganism is showing to be alive and well in America today. Meanwhile, One Body, One Faith, a network for LGBT plus Christians and their allies across the UK, gathered at the end of April at Hind Street Methodist Church in London to mark an important date for all progressive Christians. Co-chair of One Body, One Faith, Andrea, noted representatives spanning the many denominations and traditions within Christianity sat side by side and the church was full of LGBT plus people and their allies, politicians and leaders who all feel strongly about the impact of faith exclusion on the suffering and the harm it's done to many LGBT plus people of faith. For more information on the service that was held and the wider work of One Body, One Faith, visit their link via our website. Chipton Hospital Radio reports that Chipton Pride has been a year in the making and the team, made up completely by volunteers, has been busy working on bringing you the best of local entertainment, small business retails, speakers and hilarious comedy acts. It is their aim to provide Chipton with not only its first ever Pride event but also a family event that welcomes everyone no matter their gender, sexuality, colour or age. The organisers have recently announced that Lord Michael Cashman and Ian Watkins H from the 90s group Steps will now be one of two be two of many speakers at the event. The event takes place on Moncton Park in the town on Saturday 17th of June at 1pm. Food details are available now at chipnampride.com. Boy George and his band Culture Club are to team up with synth-pop wizard Howard Jones and the new wave group Berlin, best remembered for the song Take My Breath Away. The three acts are to tour across North America, from Toronto to California, in July and August. The current lineup of Culture Club features Boy George, Mikey Craig and Roy Hay, with John Moss leaving in 2021. George, of course, is famous as one of the is-he-or-isn't-he gay gender nonconformists of the early 80s. His androgynous post-punk fashions inspired many imitators. Howard Jones, in the meantime, is a Buddhist and a vegetarian, arguably the first Buddhist to enjoy top 10 success in the UK charts. Bjorn from ABBA spoke to the multimedia platform, the New Musical Express or NME.com, as it is better known, and the voyage shows marks as the voyage shows marks in the million guest mark. Yes, thank you. ABBA have always been enjoyed a huge LGBT following and Bjorn is an advocate for democracy, human rights and peace through rational thinking and atheism. Swedish media have broadcast several interviews with him on religion and in freedom of thought and he has spoken on the sadness that comes from countries <coughs> appearing to slip towards fascism. For NME, though, Bjorn was f- focusing on the music. He said that Voyage, the album, would be the last from ABBA, although all others have noted they, they said that before he has also teased that the new technologies like ai and the metaverse could offer all sorts of exciting projects for future iterations of abba well that's it for this week's news check out our website for more but also why not keep in touch with many many lgbt news feeds podcasts and radio services available just do an internet search and you'll get a choice of dozens and may the fourth be with you i wonder who put that in the script <laughs> for shout out news this has been tara fraser <laughs> and terry star Shout out news, national and international LGBT news for you. Shout out LGBT radio for you. The Shout Out podcast. I think all I need to say about our next guest, winner of Drag Race UK 2020. 
two. Danny Beard, welcome to Shout Out. Thank you, my love. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. A little bit overcast when we're doing the recording. I know it was a beautiful day yesterday, but you're the sunshine of the day for our listeners. I feel like the sunshine's following me around at the minute. I feel very, very lucky. I'm very lucky to be speaking to you today as well. It's going to be a good day, everybody. Yeah, I think it is, Danny. Now, let's go back to your, your childhood and growing up, because obviously you're a very successful drag queen. But how did you start start off? Did you go into other um, drama or did it just come to you that I'm going to do drag? I was one of those very annoying children that would, at Christmas, make all the parents watch me do Santa Got Stuck Up the Chimney or perform Spoonful of Sugar from (laughs) from Mary Poppins. Do you know what I mean? I was always showing off, always performing. I was always getting in trouble for talking. I was always getting in trouble for distracting the other kids and making them laugh. It's just always been me, so I think it's a very natural fit that I do it now just on a more professional level. I mean, I don't know. (laughs) Professional sounds like I'm bigging it up more than it is, but it is professional because I'm getting paid for it, but I still don't feel like a professional. Yeah, well, well, that's what people call you when you get paid for doing something, Danny. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for that one, sis. (laughs) So, yeah, I've just always been a bit of a show-off. And I think drag was my own way of, of... of creating my own path Mm. i auditioned for drama school didn't get in you know i've had quite a lot of knockbacks and i think drag was just my way of taking control of that and and putting all those things i love stand up and singing Mm. and acting and costume and makeup and that just encompassed it all into one so yeah it's kind of it's crazy it's brought me full circle because now i'm you know i'm getting to do my own theatre tour around the UK with my band. You know, I'm doing bits of acting here and there, presenting. I'm doing all them things again that I love doing. So it's very full circle. So I owe drag a lot. Was it easy growing up gay in Liverpool, Danny? Do you know what? No, it wasn't. I think for a long time I used to think bullies had made me gay, which is a really hard place to be in, I think, as a child. And I think... I resented it for a long time. I didn't really know anybody gay and successful or I didn't eat. And if I did, I didn't know that they were gay and successful. So I didn't know that that I could be me. Cause when I grew up, you know, kids would say that's gay. This is gay. And gay was a, a word for bad or rubbish or something they didn't want. And that was just instilled in me that gay means bad then. So it was quite tough growing up and it wasn't really until I moved even to university when I was 18, uh, not 18, I was older, I was 19 when I went to uni. Um, That's when I started to really find myself and that's when I started to love being gay. But I was 19 when I started to love being gay. And yeah, it was a journey. (laughs) But I'm here and now I adore being gay. You can't stop me. I'm so gay. You're very <laughs> successful as well, Danny. Um, <laughs> Thank you, my lovey. This is your first solo tour. How long is it taking you to actually put this together, like the planning and that? To this scale, I'm very, very lucky because I'm working with an incredible company that, that help and put it on in So Comedy. And I've got an incredible team of people around me now that really help put this together. I've been touring 10 years. 
but this is clubs and pubs and, you know, not theatres. And, you know, the band, I've got backing vocalist Haley and musical director Jordan. And the whole band are just so incredibly talented. So I wouldn't be able to single-handedly put it together, let me tell you that. Um, but it's it's taken quite a few considerable few months. We turned around some initial dates earlier in the year as tester dates. We did a London and Liverpool date and they sold really well. The audience has loved it. And now we've just, we're actually on the cusp. We're just about to announce some more dates to this tour with a run that we're going to be finishing at Edinburgh Fringe as well. So this is, it's a dream come true. And I, I couldn't have put this together on my, on my own. So I'm just excited to share it with people now. Do you know mm. what I mean? I think that's an exclusive for shout out, isn't it? That you're I think it is an exclusive. I'm probably yeah. I'm going to be shot by somebody somewhere now for saying it. <laughs> but I'm just excited for it to happen. So I want to share the news, you know? Indeed, indeed, Danny. Now, are you able to tell us anything about the show? We don't want any spoilers, but can you tell I me mean, the basics? It's me. I've got a potty mouth. I probably dropped the C-bomb far too often. But there's, there's something in there for everyone. There's some really cool covers of songs that were big when I was growing up, things like Estelle, American Boy. But then we also do lots of like cabaret things where we, we do a spin on Disney songs or, you know, there really is something for everyone. It's a proper old school drag show brought right into the 21st century. Mm. What's your take on the threats from some of the right fringe against drag at the moment, especially... Um drag story hour i think it's Ill ill-informed people that are spouting homophobic transphobic old rhetoric that are, are jumping on you know jumping on a bandwagon it's nothing more than a bandwagon and i think most people are not right-wing lunatics i think most people you know understand we've always been entertained by drag you know yeah. drag is such an ancient tradition in the uk like you only got to look at your local pantomime to understand that drag goes way back you know mrs doubtfire with these there's all these films growing up and what i do think is all drag isn't acceptable for children just as all films aren't acceptable for children but we're not standing in the street saying well i've seen a pornographic film so we should ban all films in case kids see it mm. the same applies you know my show it's not suitable for children and mm. i don't want children at that show but there is drag that is suitable for children yeah. like drag queen story hour yeah it's not rude it's not crude and it generally teaches kids about acceptance and love that the people that are shouting about getting rid of drag queens don't have mm. so you make a good point actually about it being hundreds of years old and part of the the british fabric of life yeah you know and it's uh, the only people that are sexualizing it seem to be the people that are uh, trying to stop it and i i don't know if you've ever seen me in drag darling but there's nothing sexy about me <laughs> <laughs> nice one daddy nice one now your tour you've already started the tour um but you've got bristol coming up uh next and then you're going to the lowry then leeds then then cardiff and plus these extra dates on the edinburgh yes. fringe as well so how do people get tickets how do people link up to you with your social media 
honestly head to my social media is probably the best way i have a little link in my social media bios so there it's in wherever you find me twitter instagram anywhere tiktok you just head to the little link in the bio and you'll see that there's options to buy tickets for the tour there that's probably the best way or you could type danny beard live into google and hope it comes up <laughs> <I'm sure. laughs> no, it actually does danny it actually does i tried it <laughs> god <laughs> Now, have you got anything uh, coming up in the future, say in the next couple of years that you can share with us or is that? A couple uh... of years. Honey, I don't know where I am in the next couple of months. <laughs> um, it's There's lots going on. I've currently got a Eurovision podcast out with BBC. It's Danny Beard's Beginner's Guide to Eurovision. It's available now on uh, BBC Sounds. Uh, there's some more stuff coming up with them and Radio 1 and there's lots happening around Eurovision that we can't say at the moment, but Oh, going to be announced imminently um and what else there's lots there's lots coming out there's about, lots coming out how about your other podcast the gossip gaze is that still that's always on? going that's running all the time it's a it's a fab podcast it's me and my best friend who's a dj and we talk about our life and it's kind of documented the, my whole kind of career for the last two three years you know pre-drag race and now post-drag race and it's it's something that I love doing. It's me and my best friend, and it's 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 kind of autobiographical, but it's also topical, and it's you know it's for the community. It's for the people that put me where I am and want me to do well, and I want to see them do well. It's 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 very lovey, lovey, but it's also we we're two big girls that love to eat crap as well, so we just eat loads of snacks as well. <laughs> That's nice that you you're paying back. That's really nice. Yeah. Well, I just think it's nice to a lot of i think a lot of things for queer people that talk about our lives always seem to focus around the trauma that we've all been through yeah. and this is the opposite of that this is us just celebrating who we are and and mm. just loving the things we love which is eating snacks and talking rubbish yeah. <laughs> let's do that danny for the rest of the year everyone listen yeah. here on i need to lay off the snacks if i'm honest but yes yeah, yeah, so i'll try not let's think positive you know let's look at the good things and most of the population of the uk and the rest of the world are behind the lgbtq community i think so it's too. just a minority i think so too i just think the, the minority are just a vocal because they've got access to the internet yeah indeed danny beard winner of drag race 2022 thanks for joining us on shout out thank you my love have the best day see you soon <laughs> Shout out. LGBT Radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. For more information about Shout Out Radio, visit us online at shoutoutradio.lgbt. Shout out. LGBT Radio for you. That was the Jonas Brothers and Marshmallow and uh, Leap Before You Loved Me. Oh, very nice. Mm. That's a yeah. catchy tune. So, oh no, it is that one, that one. There we go. Oh. So, sorry, I'm playing around with my mics. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the Jonas Brothers are very uh, queer-friendly, LGBT-plus-friendly uh, band, aren't they? Yeah, it's just a nice song. And it's a nice song really as well like to boot. So. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So, and, and then talking of um, uh, singing, did you see um, Brighton um, and Hove's, um, what do they call them? So let me get this right. Um, actually came in chorus. Um, I, I don't know why they, they call themselves that, but they do. They're, they're performing for the coronation. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. 
Okay. A thousand Daily Mail readers just melted. <laughs> Keep singing. Realize that. Keep, Keep singing, singing <laughs> boys. Yeah. We're counting on yeah. you. That's what it's all about, though, yeah. isn't it? I so, wonder if... I mean, if, even if you're not a royalist, it's still nice um, um, that, that there's a lot more representation this year. Because they've done a lot with um, um, all the different religions as well, haven't they? They have. This time. Yeah, they have. Yeah. So, like, For the I, first time. I saw, saw on the, the news earlier that the gauntlet that he gets given the glove... Um, is being for the first time ever presented by someone who's not of a Christian denomination. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah I didn't know that. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, latex glove, or am I thinking <laughs> something else? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, no, no. Oh, no we can mind out of the gutter. Can seriousness. <laughs> That is very interesting. And he has said, you know, I mean, whatever you think about monarchy, that he's going to uh, be a more modern monarch. But then again, I think you know, he's, he's going to have to, don't you think? If, well, if, if it was going to have a monarchy in 70, 70 years. Yeah. I mean, there's the predictions last, that 25 to 30 years' time that we won't have a monarchy. That's, that's, that's well, what some a, of the pessimistic people are saying. Well, well depend, optimistic, it depends on your opinion, doesn't yeah, it, really? Whether yeah. you're a Republican or a monarchist. But uh, certainly we live in more interesting. Uh, times that could be a curse as well as a blessing of course but you know remember when elizabeth ii was crowned everything was very different homosexuality was still illegal yeah. um there only just been the first wave of immigration from the caribbean the Windrush we'll generation see, well we won't um, see it in our lifetime will we i was gonna say i wonder if we'll ever see a king and a king instead of a king and a queen because we've got wow. charles and camilla haven't well, we yeah or maybe a queen and a queen well, well yes yeah mm. <laughs> I can play on words there. That would be very interesting. Um, I'm not sure about. I, I know the Queen's cousin, the late yeah, Queen's two cousin. Queens, it will start to rival gay. Canary there is, Street, wasn't it? There are gay members of the royal family. That's right. There was a marriage, uh, wasn't there? Last year, there was. Yes, and I've forgotten the gentleman's name yeah. uh, who who was uh, a cousin of the Queen. But um, yeah, yeah. I mean, around the world, there, there's also a gay prince in India, isn't there? He's been out for some years. Oh, no, I haven't uh, heard. The, I haven't seen the results of India's voting. They they were uh, they re-voting against because because uh, they made gay illegal again, didn't they? Yeah, they, 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 yeah. Were, they were voting to make it um, okay again. I haven't seen any results of that. I don't know if any of you here. Yeah, have. it was a, it was a court, wasn't it? Who yeah. said it was illegal and held it back? So um, is it Modi? The, uh, Modi, he's quite a reactionary. Oh, uh, he's another right wing nutter. <laughs> Yes, yes, very much a Hindu nationalist, uh, Mr. Modi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that's always a danger in the world. Any type it? of nationalism, yeah. Uh, yes. Well, it seems yes. to be spreading, doesn't it? I mean, you've got well, there are calls for the king to say something. I mean, some of the articles I'm, I'm reading on Pink News at the moment say things like, you know, British colonialism is still hurting LGBT plus Indians, and they're calling for Charles to speak out. Mm. Be interesting. Yeah. So. Well, the church is in danger of splitting over this, isn't it? Yeah. So, the church, the Church of England, <coughs> is in danger of yeah. splitting. Up, I leave. Yeah, yeah there's kind lots of an of, internal fight. Yeah. yeah, and there's lots of discussions about whether the Church of England should now be disestablished again because we we live in a multi-faith society, mm. and also because you know it's it's difficult to have you know uh, same-sex marriage legal at a secular level where the Church of England is still not allowing it. That's, so a lot of people on both sides of the debate have said, maybe it's time for the institution to be disestablished and then they can um, go their own way. What do you mean by disestablished? You mean well, as in like our government's not? Because well, we are... Officially, officially we are, you know, the Church of England is the formal church. It's the Church of the Monarch and the Monarch, namely Charles III nowadays, 
is defender of the faith Uh, and that comes from the catholic protestant splits of the 17th century for the 16th 17th century so henry the eighth in let me think was it 1536 looking at tara no i'm not that great Uh, i'm afraid he split he split with rome Right. Of course, we were no longer Catholic, and he established the Church of England, which ever since then has been the official church of the United Kingdom and its establishment. So disestablishmenting, or disestablishment, disestablishing, I should say, sorry, <laughs> the Church of England would allow it ind- greater independence and also allow the state to be secular, mm. like the nominally the American. Which it, yeah, state because is. That, that's, that's something that a lot of people have asked for. And that's I, correct. Personal yeah. opinion, I would prefer that the thing that does all of our government and our legal system not be tied not to. Be, not be a the, particularly religious. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah, did, yeah. it sure. really changes, because I know I've got friends in Austria and their tax for their church comes straight out of their wages. Mm. Like yes. Well, I yeah. know from buying a house, you can still technically, if if you're on what was once church land, they can say we want you to pay towards like a new roof or something. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, and um, we had to take out indemnities for it, and you can get insurance for it. And that they've never done it in a hundred and something years, but legally it's still on the statute book, and they could if they chose wow. to. So yeah, when you're moving house, you do have to get these checks done to make mm. sure. You know, it's. Interesting. 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 You don't think about it when you move house, do you? So. Uh, anyway, that's it for another week. As wow. we say every single week, um, all of our shows and many others um, are available online and on all good podcast services, as well as our website, shoutoutradio.lgbt. If you'd like to get involved in LGBT Plus Radio, we're on the hunt for you. Get in touch on socials or our website. Uh, next week, it's Eurovision, Yay! everyone. So join us. We will have a Eurovision special. Look forward to um, it. From myself, from Terry, from Tara, and from Steph. Papa. Say bye. <laughs> bye. bye. Bye-bye. Shout out. LGBT radio for you.